It was her favorite way to pretend she wasn't crazy. Hannah tied off the last of the warp threads on the small lap loom and brushed her fingers across the taut, evenly spaced vertical lines. Organized in a way her life could never be. She was using yellow silk today, bright and girly, and the same color as the dandelions that used to bloom in the front yard of the townhome that had been her last truly happy place. Pretty yellow flowers, dancing in the grass, aided and abetted by one small girl who loved to blow the seeds helter-skelter. Floating in the wind. She sighed and looked out the window. Moody mornings were never a good sign, but damn it, she didn't want to go hide in her room on such a glorious late summer day. She picked up her shuttle, already loaded with some of the wild and crazy rainbow yarn she'd dyed herself. Dr. Max had bent a lot of rules for that afternoon in the kitchen, full of hot water, fragrant smells, riotous color, and odd looks from the kitchen staff, ones that had leaned toward panic when she'd picked up a knife to open her dye packets. They weren't used to having one of the inmates in their midst. With a quiet chuckle, Hannah threaded her shuttle through the shed, beginning to lay down her weft threads. They weren't supposed to call themselves inmates, but they did anyhow. Dr. Max only grinned and made calming noises at the other medical types. Something about the importance of reclaiming words, the kind of thing that mattered when you couldn't reclaim your life. Hannah pulled down the reed, beating her first weft threads into place. Already, she could see that the yellow warp was an inspired choice. Everyone always ignored the warp threads, hidden away, nothing but structure. But take them away, and all you had was a tangle of pretty and useless color. On her loom, warp threads were celebrated a way to make people see the hidden and the ignored. Hannah rolled her eyes and let her hands pick up speed now that the bottom edge was set. It was too damn early in the morning to get all philosophical. Yellow was pretty and bright and gave her eyes something to look at. And in the drab white and gray and muted pastel colors of the world she lived in, eye-popping was a good thing. She was pretty sure paint companies ran regular fire sales on all their shades of gray. She looked over as Harvey drifted in and took a chair in the corner of the sunroom. He liked to hide here. Staff generally gave the quiet, cozy room a quick glance and kept moving. Morning, Harvey. Did you feed your oatmeal to the plant again? Breakfast had taken a turn for the worse lately. Budget cuts and the plant that lived closest to his breakfast chair was paying the price. For a man of few words, Harvey managed to express his opinions just fine. His face showed no signs he'd heard her, but his hands relaxed in his lap. Having a good day, then. Hannah kept up the rhythm of her weaving. She wasn't the only one at Chrysalis House, it soothed. There you are, Harvey. I thought I told you to go wait outside your room. Hannah was facing the door. There was no escape. 
Her eyes were on the entering attendant before survival instinct could yank them closed. Someone new, a stranger in her protected cocoon. She gripped the sides of her loom, caught in the awful frozen moment just before the attack would start. A decade ago, she would have prayed for it not to come. Ten years of unanswered prayers, and she didn't bother anymore. Despairing, she stared at the intersecting lines of yellow and red on her loom and watched as they began to melt. Images started flashing, a horrible, dizzying montage of home movies on fast forward. People and places she didn't know, didn't want to know. I am Hannah Kendrick, and this will stop. Nails digging into her palms, she threw her words at the onslaught.